It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Presented by our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. Use promo code FETCHME20 for your first delivery free. I'm Zach Blackerby, joined by my good friend, Michael Pappas. Hello, sir. Hey. What's up, Zach? What a great game last night for Auburn Dude, basketball. I'm pumped. Devin Cambridge, breaking news. He just scored again. I mean, I mean that he was... I wonder if he even remembers last night. Was he just that unconscious was, the whole he time? He just blacked out. It would make sense, right? Auburn, of course, winning 80-67. to 67. Auburn improves to 16-2 and two on the year. And the storyline coming out of it is Devin Cambridge, 21 minutes, 10 of 14 from the floor, 6 of 9 from 3, 26 points. And uh, outside of that, I don't think anybody else really looked that good. Jamal Johnson, 2 of 3 from 3. You love that. But outside of that, like I don't think anyone else was impressive at all. Um, Samir's stat line probably won't show it, but he came on there in the second half. I mean, headband Samir showed up there for a while. He was three of ten, but all three were in like that in a short span there in the second half, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you shoot it ten times, you score eleven points. Like that's not good. I don't Correct. care. I don't care if you get hot late. That's that's not good. But headband I, Samir, I'm cool with it. I agree. I think it gives a little hope moving forward, though. Maybe he... Cause yeah, a lot of people on Twitter were like, oh, is Samir back? Oh, is Javon back? And I'm like, they're doing... They're just shooting a lot. They're just shooting a lot. Yeah. Now, they have shot a lot and missed even more. So, I mean, I, I guess they have been better than in the past, but... Not back on back watch. They're Texas football for the Ooh, last five years. Okay. Hook them. You love Texas. Well, not yet. You love Texas. Well, that was just it's a been a minute since you brought up Texas. Because every year, everyone's like, is Texas back? Right. <laughs> And then Joe Burrow this year was like, no, no, no. Well, they looked back in that game. I mean, that was that's they true. gave LSU the best fight of anyone except Auburn. Okay, back to the basketball game. Right. Um, Auburn went on runs of nineteen to three, thirteen to two, and fourteen to zero. I mean, this was the team that started fifteen to zero. Starting about ten minutes in this, they started one of ten from the field, and then was were like ten of sixteen for the rest of the half or something. Right. After that, one of ten. I don't know what it was, but they came alive. One of the underrated things that Bruce Pearl does that I love, when one of his bench players is playing well, he gives them more minutes. Do you think we'll see more Cambridge minutes moving forward? You saw Alan Flanagan go off against Georgia, and his minutes following that game didn't really reflect that. What do you think will be the case with this? See, I don't think so, but I think that he's now shown – in, I, I think, three games. I think you can even count Jamal Johnson in the Alabama game when he was the only one who could hit a shot. It was yeah. when these guys, if they're playing well, they will get more minutes in that game. And if they play well in multiple games in a row, I'm sure their number of minutes will go up. Did you see somebody edited the, the South Carolina men's basketball team's Wikipedia page? Yes. <laughs> and uh, the second sentence in there was, um, was the team is owned by Auburn's Devin Cambridge. <laughs> I saw that. That's awesome. That's so funny. But, yeah, so Auburn now will take on Iowa State on Saturday. That game is at 11 o'clock. It's part of the 
SEC Big 12 Challenge. And so be sure to tune in to ESPN 106.7. We will be broadcasting live from Aricha Cucina, Painter Sharpleson, I. It'll be fun. I have a question for you. Okay. So John Rothstein of CBS Sports, who's a huge college basketball guy. Yeah. Huge college he basketball. He needs no introduction. Nerd, kind of. Um, so he tweeted. It spreads. He, yeah. He <laughs> tweeted for uh, Devin to, like, watch out for Devin Cambridge. Cambridge had 26 points on 14 shots. Obviously, six of nine from three is not sustainable, but I mean, 26 on four, like, that's absurd. I, I mean, I like the 10 of 14 number plenty. I mean, I know the six of nine is the, yeah. you know, the sexy three point shots, but 10 of 14, that, you love that. Mm-hmm. You absolutely love that. So, and Rothstein, so Rothstein says that Cambridge fits the Tigers' quote unquote mold. And the tweet said, quote unquote mold. What is the Tigers' mold? I think Bruce Pearl likes long, quick, athletic athletes. I think that's what that means. I thought it was more of like a guy who can jump out the gym but also knock down threes and play a little defense. I think those are the same thing. Okay, great. I think it's the same thing. Glad we're on the same page. Sweet. Awesome. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I want to talk a little uh, football. We got some news on the football front. Oh, I got some football stuff. I brought notes today, dude. I've been on it this week. You really have. Kevin Steele. Three-year extension. Now is about to be... Oh, uh, got paid! He got paid. Two and a half mil a year is now what he is going to be getting paid, and it will make him the highest paid assistant in college football. Does he deserve it? Yes or no? Uh, quick answer is yes. Dig a little deeper. Yes. <laughs> it's like... Uh, so My that thing com- is just like, it's not real money. Yeah. Money from the athletic department is like, it's not real and money. And it's like the difference between... Paying him two point one million because that would make him not the highest paid, and then two point five million is. I mean, are we gonna act like that's not a big difference? Obviously, for us, it's a big <laughs> difference. But when you have two million dollars, what's another four hundred thousand? That's I don't know. I mean, that's one of life's question, biggest questions, right? I, I'd love how, to. I'll let you know one day, maybe. How Probably not. rich do you have to be to where like four hundred thousand? Yeah, is not an issue. Right now, I would love four hundred thousand, but mm-hmm. for the athletic department who brings in. I'd probably quit working for two years if I... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, Anyway, so he's had top 20 defenses. I don't think they've cracked the top 10. Now, I will say, if the offense was better, it would help the defense. They go against some great offenses. Um, I definitely think Venables, Brett Venables at Clemson, his defensive numbers are definitely elevated by the fact that they don't play anyone. Mm -hmm. And so it's... What he's doing is unbelievable, and his ability to restock, he's going to have... He's gonna have to earn it next year. He's gonna have a top ten pick this year, and a guy who you know could sneak into the first round in Marlon Davidson. Although right. it, I, I read he was out at the Senior Bowl now. Marlon? Yeah. Wow. Javaris is also at the Senior Bowl. I don't know. We're if getting we're there. On that. We're okay, getting there. Sorry. So don't kill the show, man. I'm happy for Kevin Steele. I'm excited they locked him down for three more years. Um, I think this could be it for Kevin Steele. I think this might be yes. his last contract. I agree. I agree. I think this is a message saying, hey, Auburn people, I'm not leaving to be a head coach somewhere else. The Tennessee interview was cool, but I had ties there. I'm here to stay. 
And he's got a great he's got a great spot. I mean, he's he's in a situation where the Auburn fans love him and kind of blindly defend him. I mean, his defense was really bad against uh, Minnesota, but nobody really cared because everybody loves Kevin Steele and the defense is great. And we made a lot of excuses. I was one of the people. You were. You and were, I, and that's okay because I think they pe- were valid excuses, but st- I mean, sure, we made fine. them nonetheless. But yeah, people love Kevin Steele. And people love the defense, and you just hear the guy talk at any of these, you know, events that he speaks at, and you're just like, oh my gosh, I love you. I will do anything for you. <laughs> so he's uh, he's great. I, I think it helps out Gus Malzahn and the whole Chad Morris situation. You know, all right, those two guys worry about the offense, and Steele, you good on the defense? Okay, great. So. I love it. I think it's exciting. The uh, The highest paid player or the highest paid assistant coach in college football was Dave Aranda, mm-hmm. of course, with LSU. And now he is the head coach at Baylor. And now it's uh, now it belongs to Kevin Steele. Uh, when I said I think this is the last contract he'll sign, I, I think he's going to retire at the end of this one. Yes. He's an older guy. I think he's going to retire. Uh, I think T. Will is going to be gone either after this upcoming season or the next one, and then I think they're going to bring him back as defensive coordinator. Dude, I'm fired up right now. That's my prediction. Sweet. Is T. Will will get a defensive coordinator job somewhere else, doesn't matter where, and then they'll bring him back when Steele retires. Cool. I'm into it. Take it to the bank? Sure. Sweet. Sweet. (laughs) It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. We have a uh, we have a listener question. It's about Auburn's coaches, so we'll do this do that before uh, before we talk about Javaris Davis. Where did I put it? Here it is. Zach, yeah, I just wanted to respond to the uh, discussion on uh, Chad taking over the offense. This is and all that stuff. I just hope that uh, what Chad can bring to the table that uh, Gus seemed to not be able to do is. Uh, making adjustments, especially in the second half, uh, it seemed like uh, we just doubled down on the same thing that we were doing that was not successful in some of those games. Uh, and uh, certainly hope that uh, Chad uh, uh, will be able to bring uh, Plan B, so to speak, uh, if Plan A doesn't seem to be working. Enjoy the show. I listen a lot. Uh, this is Hugh. Thank you. Thank you, Hugh. Hugh, excuse me. <coughs> there, Hugh. Uh, I think I think that's the hope, right? Whenever you bring in a new offensive coordinator, you hope they're able to react to what the defense is doing. And I understand why Auburn fans feel like Gus Malzahn, when he was calling plays, that that was kind of the big issue. You got to think with two quote-unquote offensive minds, two quote-unquote offensive geniuses between Morris and Malzahn, they've got a shot to, to do that. I think Morris will... I think his prestige will allow him to kind of be more upfront with Malzahn. I don't think Morris is going to be a yes man. I think he's going to say, okay, well, what do we do if we do this? I, I think the conversations are going to evolve more in that meeting room and in that while watching film together than it has in the past. That's just, that's just kind of my gut reaction. I also think, you know, from a personal standpoint, 
I have a lot more trouble, I guess, like bossing my friends around. Mm. Um, like, I think it would be much easier for me if I was someone's boss that I was not friends with, and then I could be like, run the ball. Because I feel like with one of my friends, I'd be like, run the ball. And they'd be like, you kidding me? Really? You're going to do that? You're going to be like that? Then we get a delay game penalty. Right. So. You'd be a great offensive coordinator. Thank you. You're welcome. So uh, uh, the big thing, I think, for Chad Morrison, why people were so excited is the expanded passing game. Um, the route combinations and, and the things that we've seen him run at Clemson and, and SMU and the increased emphasis on throwing the ball, period. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the adjustments thing. Uh, I find it hard to believe. This is me, I guess, giving the benefit of the, of the doubt. I find it hard to believe that Gus just doesn't make adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I, yeah, that is, I, I agree. Yeah, I know that's the prevailing theory, and I know Gus can be very stubborn, but I... I yeah, to say that he's not drawing up stuff at halftime, yeah. like, come on. I, I doubt in a game where the offense isn't playing well, he goes into halftime and it's like, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Now, at times, his offense is very predictable. Correct. So, I mean, if, if us sitting on the couch watching, be like, they're about to you know, do this here, it's like, well, the, the other team probably knows that as well. Mm-hmm. So, I agree with that. Ten- and tendencies are important on, on both sides of the football because tendency breakers and when you do that, I mean, all that is important. So, I'm not trying to say... That you know, Malzahn has been awful. I don't think Malzahn has been that bad as a play caller. I, I'm I'm much higher on his play calling than than most people around the Auburn program. But I think Morris is going to help, and I think it's going to be different. I think it's going to be um, a lot different than what people are expecting, especially with what the talent of this offensive roster is next year. I think you're going to see a lot of Bo Nix. I think you're going to see a lot of Seth Williams. I think you're going to see. Somebody else step up, and I don't think the number two will be Anthony Schwartz next year. Just a gut feeling. I, I think he can run fast. I think he lacks a lot of traits that good receivers have. Okay. All right. Speaking of greatness and things that I like, not really greatness, but things that I like, Javaris Davis. He is now playing on the North team in the Senior Bowl, a late addition. And I think this is awesome for him, one, because I think he deserves it, and I'm surprised he wasn't on the initial list anyway, but two... He was at the Shrine game last weekend, and now he is getting even more face time in front of different scouts and more scouts, and didn't I think he, that's awesome. Didn't he get held out of the Shrine game or something? There were videos of him practicing in it. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I thought something happened with him at the Shrine game, and so people were like really excited that he was getting to do this because he didn't get to do that. He like dropped a pick, I thought, in practice. Hmm. Maybe I'm thinking of Jeremiah Denson. I don't know. I could be off on this. Maybe something happened midweek. I don't know. Regardless, uh, him being in the Senior it's, Bowl is great. It's big for him, yeah. It is very big. He deserves it. Uh, talking with Christian Page of CoverOne.net earlier in the week, talked about Javaris Davis being a, a nickel guy or possibly a boundary corner. I, I think that makes sense. I think his speed is something that NFL teams are going to like. I think he understands what coverages should look like and what his role in those is. I think he's a smart guy, and I think he is going to be a draft pick for an NFL team, along with a few guys that were not picked to be on the Senior Bowl roster. I, I think mm-hmm. Auburn's going to have a few draft picks this year. Uh, maybe not as many as they did last year, but I think there's going to be a handful of guys that you're like, okay, cool, I'm glad he made it in the sixth, fifth or sixth round, and he's got a chance to make a team. So I think Jeremiah Denson's in on that list. I don't think Daniel Thomas is draftable. Um, I, I think, you know, obviously Prince Tega, I think is a day two, possibly day three guy. 
And so we'll we'll see from there. I mean, Markel Harrell is going to get drafted. I Mark think Harrell, I think that's a good one. Harrell, yeah, he's going to get drafted. Jack Driscoll, does he get a chance? He's going to get drafted. You're more confident about him than I am, but he's definitely going to have a chance. I think so. We'll you know we'll see how all those guys respond, and it'll be fun to watch their draft process over the next few months. Absolutely, I'm pumped. Nick Coe, Nick see, Coe will probably get drafted. Did you see the news about the draft? That it's going to be on a boat? Yeah, the stage is going to be in the fountain at the Bellagio, and they're going to get the draft picks to the stage by boat? That's going to take forever. Someone's got to fall in, right? I don't know. That's awesome, though. I just, this is, it's too much. I love me. how all these, it's in Vegas, right? Yeah. Uh, I love how all these cities are not going to like try to one-up each other. Where do you think it'll be when Bo Nix is the number one draft pick in, in two years? Oh, he's going to be the number one. In two years? Wow. Where do you think it'll be? I don't have they not announced that yet. I don't know. What if it's in Birmingham? It's going to be <laughs> It's going to be somewhere dumb like Cincinnati. It's going to be in Pinson for Bo Nix. <laughs> <laughs> then they're going to be like the attendance was at an all-time low. We yeah, don't there know was why. like 400 people here. <laughs> and it was all at Pinson Valley High School. That's odd. <laughs> Yikes. Um, cool. You got a lot of notes over there. You got anything else good? Yeah. I mean, I don't have a ton of notes. Basically, what I've got left, uh, Auburn signed a punter or got a commitment from a punter. I missed this. A punter slash kicker. Yeah. Evan McGuire. Uh, his Twitter bio said he Dude, was... Dude, I predicted this like two weeks ago. Yeah. He, his Twitter bio said he's a five-star slash four-star. Um, I don't know anything about recruiting rankings for kickers or punters. So I'm just going to continue. Uh, he made eight of nine field goals last year, which is good. On punts, he averaged 38 and a half yards on 39 punts. He had a long of 57. He had 15 punts inside the 20. That's almost 40% of his punts being inside the 20. Um, all those stats courtesy of friend of the program, Josh Vitale, on Twitter. Again, I don't know a ton about punting or kicking recruiting. Yeah, so... A few weeks ago, after the SIPOS announcement, I talked to somebody with, with knowledge of the situation, and he told me, hey, look out for Evan McGuire. He's a kid who's um, – <clears throat> his parents grew up like huge Auburn fans, mm -hmm. but he just hadn't had that Auburn offer yet. And he also told me to go to Kohl's, which apparently is the recruiting website for kicking. Got it. Not the department store. And so, yeah, 6'4", 210. Uh, his kicker rating is five. His punter rating is four and a half. He's a number 27 ranked kicker and number 40th ranked punter. And yeah, he's committed to Auburn. So yeah, check out his uh, his highlight tape of him punting it really far to no one, <laughs> just to an open field. Yeah, just Google Coles, Evan McGuire. That's cool, man. I was My source was on it. Yeah. On that. Look at you go. I hate I missed that. Zach's I can't wait to a, call my guy. Zach's got a huge smile on his face right now. <laughs> Were you in here when I did that? I think so, yeah. I knocked that out of the park. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> and I didn't even get to see it. I didn't even get to see the story. <laughs> he played at Thompson, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think he missed a field goal in the state championship game. Oh. Yeah. Only one of the year. But they still won. Oh. No, I think it was blocked. But Oh, doesn't count. That's what my guy told me. Okay. Because I've got a guy when it comes to Auburn kicking. So. <laughs> 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 
for all of your Auburn kicking needs, come to Locked On Auburn Podcast. Yeah, come on and uh, I got a, I got another. You want another scoop? Yeah. You want another scoop? I do. Andrews is going to be the starting kicker this year. All right, you ruined it. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Where's the lie? Where's the lie? That's not a scoop. That's just a fact. Where can people find you and hear you? Follow me on Twitter. I'm so happy. Shout out to Evan McGuire. Let's go. Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. You can read my betting picks every day on ESPNAU.com. And you can can watch uh, Free Money Friday every day at... 3 p.m. Central Time on the ESPN 106.7 Twitter. Give us a um, give us an update on the sock situation. That's starting to garner more oh, yeah. conversation via Twitter. So tomorrow, um, Zach and I talked. We decided that probably the safest way to do this, so that I want it to be gross. Like you can't and you can't do this with a new sock. I know. I'm just gonna bring a sock from home. Can I, can it be my sock? No. I think it should be. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. It needs to hurt a little bit. I'm not. I'm not drinking out of your. That's no, because you're gonna you're gonna go to the gym today and then bring that sock tomorrow. What if I promise I cleaned it? Uh-huh. What if I promise it no. was washed? Mm-mm. I will video me watching washing no. it. No. Hey, does this uh, does this tweet describe our show very well? AU for life on Twitter said something about our show yesterday, and we said thanks for listening. They responded back, every episode. I narrowed my bandwidth on Auburn Focus Media a while back. You guys are focused, current, and a good twist of strange. And it has sock drinking question mark in parentheses. And we are strange. So. A good twist of strange. I'm going to bring a sock. I'm going to get a beverage. I wonder if we could get Fetch Me to deliver a sock. And use promo code Fetch Me 20 for our first sock delivery free. But then, can we get them to deliver the beverage? Because it would be a new sock if they delivered it. Yeah. Yeah, let's look and see who they deliver. We'll totally do that. Okay. See if they have, like, Smoothie King on there or something. So, I'm going to get a beverage. I'm going to pour it through the sock into a cup. Then I'm going to put the sock in the cup. And then I'm going to drink the beverage. Okay. That's what we decided on, right? That's fine. Okay. I don't know if it'll be tomorrow, because tomorrow we're doing a, uh, a baseball season preview with Riley Hubbard. Okay. So let's do it Monday. Okay. I'm definitely going to forget to bring a sock on Monday. So I'll remember. Okay. Sweet. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.